Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. You're on the D-Hour Network. And for your health show, I am your host, Marsha Patterson. I want to wish everyone a happy Sunday. It is a beautiful day here in Atlanta. It's been rainy, but it's just beautiful. And we're at the end of the month, the month of June, June 23rd. It's over with. I mean, summer is moving by real fast. But I have a real pleasure for my guest, um, my listening audience tonight. My guest is Miss Sally Fallon Merrill from the Weston Price Foundation. She is the co-founder of the Weston Price Foundation, which I have been a member of some years ago, and I've also attended their uh, Western Price Conference. So I was very eager to have her on to educate us about her mission on nutrition because, as you know, with yesterday's Kitchen for Today, my other business, and for your health show, I always tell people I want to be that grandma of yesterday to bring in the next generation, to educate them about how our grandparents ate, how they used to prepare those healthy meals and prepare them at home. So I wanted to have her on board, and I'm having some problems. I don't know why this happens every time I bring my guest on. Hold on here, just to bring her mic on. But want people to take time to listen to the show because the Western Price Organization has been around for years, and I've learned a lot. And as I start learning nutrition and getting on this journey on nutrition, they were the ones that helped build the foundation of who I am and where I am trying to be with my business and my health and my family. So I want to take time to welcome Miss Sally Fallon Merrill from the Weston Price Foundation. Thank you for being on the show tonight, Sally. Well, thank you, Marcia. And, yes, our big focus is children healthy children, and as you know, we have an enormous crisis with our children today where one in two children has some kind of serious disability, either a learning disorder or a chronic asthma or even we're even seeing things like arthritis in our children, Um, digestive disorders, and, of course, the worst one of all is autism. Uh, But this is... um, we're at a crisis situation, and uh, that's what the Weston A. Price Foundation was set up for, to show show parents how to have healthy children, how to feed their children mm-hmm. as, the, as they grow. And I don't know how I found you. I was, you know, I have a tendency to work late, and I was up one night, um, and this was many years ago, maybe over 12 years ago, um, couldn't sleep. And I found your uh, organization, the Western Price Foundation. You thought I had struck gold because <laughs> I was up reading through everything on that website. And there's a chapter here in Atlanta in Marietta. I think her name is uh, Debbie Smith. Debbie Smith. Uh huh. We have yes, we have chapters all over the country, local chapters. And you can find your local chapter by going to our website, 
which is WestonAPrice.org. And Weston is a name, W-E-S-T-O-N. So we're named after Dr. Weston Price. But I was hooked. I was hooked a lot. And I felt it was ordained because I was on that journey. And I'm <laughs> bumping walls, crying, reading. But to come together with a group of people with like minds, of wanting to know what nutritional looks like, how do we get the whole of this healthy food. Give us a background of who you are and why you started this journey. And I'm so glad you did, but what put you on this journey, Sally? <laughs> well, I um, I had four children myself, and uh, combined with that, I love to cook. I love to do French cooking, you know, with all the butter and cream and eggs. And when my children were growing up, that's when we started to hear this message that, you should put your children on a low-fat diet. Don't give them butter. Give them skim milk or they'll get fat and and so forth and so on. And um, I just didn't believe it. I, I thought this would, you know, if I knew if I fed my children this way, they'd be cranky and unhappy. And uh, so I just kept on uh, the way I uh, had always cooked. Um, we had, you know, real food for dinner. We ate plenty of meat, eggs, cheese. Uh, butter. Um, I cooked liver for them, and uh, they were growing up beautiful and healthy. And yet, I you kept hearing this really shrill message that you shouldn't give children animal fats that they they were bad for them. So, um, in the seventies, I actually discovered Weston Price. I read his book, Neur- uh, Nutrition and Physical Degeneration which confirmed what I was doing. He he showed that these traditional cultures put a big emphasis on fat and uh, the organ meats and so forth. So I just kept on. Uh, and my kids grew up really healthy and, and smart and went out in the world and, you know, are their own people now. So uh, uh, then in, the ni- in 1990, I got the idea to write a book that would put Dr. Price's findings in practical form. So I wrote the cookbook, Nourishing Traditions, which has been something of a bestseller. It sold over 700,000 copies. And then my co-author, Mary Ennig, and I founded the Weston A. Price Foundation uh, with with a big uh, focus on nutrition for children. It's nutrition for everybody, but uh, mainly, uh, you know, our big focus is how to prepare for pregnancy Um, what kinds of foods to eat to get you ready to be pregnant, and then what foods to eat that's actually the same foods throughout your pregnancy and lactation, and then uh, to feed the child when he's growing. I have your book, and I love it. Mm -hmm. I love that book, and it has been um, a guide to showing me what the end, you know, pretty much bone broth, all that kind of stuff. Oh, yes, we're big on broth and real soups, yeah. Yeah, because my grandmother lived to be 105, and she pretty much lived off the, off the farm, did the, made the homemade soup, did that old stuff. And I can remember visiting her just when she was about 105 in Baton Rouge, and she said to me, they called me Lenny. She said, Lenny, I'm tired, and I'm ready to go home. And she did, oh. and that was it. So she was walking, talking, doing just what she wants uh-huh. at that age. It went until it was time to leave. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Yeah. And That's what a wonderful way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But I'm meeting young people now um, with health issues, having problems with pregnancy, and I've followed nourishing your children 
campaign. Um, I got their slides, uh-huh. the whole bit. You know, whatever you guys are uh-huh. doing, I'm trying to be on board and, and just be there because I know the foundation of what you're saying is true. You just, just like you knew in your gut that you were doing the right thing. But mm-hmm. to me, many of our moms don't have that um, intuition to saying, you know what? Yeah, I know. Everything is so confusing, you know, and it's deliberately confusing. But I'd just like to go back to your grandmother for a minute. So let's talk about your grandmother. She lived to 105, so she's probably born about 1910, something like that. 1905. 1905. So she grew up on a farm, which means that Mm -hmm. she had raw milk and raw whole milk. Okay. They made their own butter. Um, the skim milk often went to the pigs because they wanted the cream for the, and the butter. Um, she grew up eating organ meats, and I would say particularly the African-American community, which really is characterized by great longevity. Uh, you know, they ate the whole animal. When they killed an animal, yeah. they didn't let throw anything away or let it, anything go to waste. So they ate liver, they ate the heart, they ate the lungs. And um, in Europe, they make delicious sausage out of all, all those things. That's something we need to learn to do. Um, the, your grandmother almost certainly got cod liver oil when she was growing. It was a big health initiative in this country to make sure every children got their cod liver oil. And that's something that we recommend, too. Uh, they get the vitamins A and D during their growing years. So she And uh, there was a pot of broth on the stove all the time, you know, the chicken broth or the you know, the meat broth, whatever, uh, for the soups. And and so these principles are what we're teaching people to go back to. And I love it, and I love it. Now, with the Western Pride, let's talk about, um, you know, you talk about the illness that we've seen, the good fat, because you also have a book called Eat Fat, uh, Lose Fat. Talk about the importance of that and what's wrong with the fat, because, you know, like you said before, Many people, they don't eat butter, and there's studies showing that in the early years when we had butter as our main food source, not margarine, we didn't have the heart problem. So let's talk about the healthy right. fats and the bad fats. Right, okay. Well, the good fats are mostly the animal fats. So starting with butter, butter is the queen of fats. It's the healthiest fat on the planet. It is the fat that nature has designed to nourish every mammal during the period of growth. So there can't be anything wrong with it. There's so many components of butter that you cannot imitate in any other types of fat. So lots of butter, and that means cream, whole milk, whole cheese, etc., um, we, on our house, we cook in lard and bacon fat. Uh, these fats have been demonized, but they're actually very healthy fats that contain vitamin D. And um, I can tell you, if you grew up on lard, you'll have beautiful skin. It's a wonderful fat for the skin. And so uh, butter and lard and bacon fat, we eat the fat on the meat, like the, the fat around the edge of the steak. <laughs> um the uh, duck fat is another really great fat that we find in European cultures. Uh, coconut oil is a good fat and has some really important properties. Olive oil is what you use to make your salad dressing, and you want to make your own salad dressing. And the last fat that I always include is cod liver oil. That's not something you're going to be cooking with, but it's an important fat for growing children. Now, and the bad fats. <laughs> Go yeah, ahead. we're going to talk about actually talk about the bad fats. Let's talk about the bad fats. Okay, the bad fats are the industrial fats and oils. So, 
all of the liquid cooking oils, the Wesson oil, the soybean oil, all of the spreads, all the margarines, uh, all of that is just absolute garbage and anything made with that. So let's hone in on things like chips which are or uh, Cheez-Its or things like that. They are just loaded with these industrial fats and oils. And these are the kind of fats that make you fat. Uh, this is the kind of eating habit that will make you gain, gain and gain and gain. Uh, what we really try to teach people is not to eat between meals, to have good meals. So that means you have uh, eggs and bacon and toast with butter uh, for breakfast, that you eat uh, cheese and meat and um, you know vegetables with butter for lunch and dinner. You really eat real food. And nothing in between, because what you're going to eat in between is going to be the snack foods based on the vegetable oils. And that is correct. Now, what happens to us if we now eat the bad fats? What are the health problems that we're, uh, you see that we're facing here in America because of the bad fats? Well, first of all, those bad fats are what they call unsaturated fats, and these are very fragile and in in cooking and even just in the body, they break down into what's called free radicals, um, aldehydes, and these are extremely reactive. These are the kind of fats that initiate the build of a plaque in the arteries. These are the kind of fats that start the cancer process. These fats are also very aging. Uh, they cause wrinkles, and um, you know they'll they'll definitely age you before your time. So, and for children, these fats are associated with autoimmune diseases, uh, asthma, you know, rashes, all, you know, all the kinds of things that make our children so miserable. And, you know, uh, they say our brain is 60% fat. So that means we have to feed our brain what is there. It's the healthy fat. So it's and the, and the, what's in the brain is saturated fat. It's the kind of fat that's in animal fats. And the brain is also full of cholesterol. You need cholesterol for your brain to work. And where do we get cholesterol? We get it from the animal fats. Um, one of my big concerns is that the infant formula that's given to babies has no cholesterol in it. It's got, um, you know, it's made with skim milk and vegetable oils. And babies do not make cholesterol, and they need to get it from their food and mother's milk is extremely rich in cholesterol and um, if they're given formula they're not getting the cholesterol they need for the formation of the brain and the nervous system wow and i know uh even in your recipe book uh, nourishing tradition you have a recipe for baby formula in there yes and we do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and one thing I've, I've learned how to make it Oh, and good. I've learned mm-hmm. that we have to do the baby fat. The, the brains need that. And, you know, a lot of times when I'm talking to moms and, I'm, and they have the baby, I said, well, aren't you giving them cod liver oil or probiotics? Or are you giving your baby mm-hmm. that? And what's really weird, many of them will say to me, oh, my God, my grandmother used to give that to me when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. People always go back to saying I, they gave that yeah. to me back in the days or they gave that to me back in the old days, you know. I remember yeah. when. and. Yeah. I love the fact that you're resurrecting these old cooking style of eating that brings about a good, healthy mind. And speaking of my grandma, she used to say when she got up every morning, Lord, 
thank you for waking me up in my right mind. Because she was in her right mind, even to the end. That's wonderful. I love that, yes. What's the point of living a long life if you're kind of a vegetable, you know? Exactly, exactly. Now, talk to me about more about more of a diet for nutrition for babies, for moms who are new. Uh, I've had some midwives on. I had some doulas on educating the next generation of young women. Here in Atlanta, you have more and more women dying of child, in childbirth than any other I state. know. I know, I know. Well, um, this diet for a healthy baby needs to start before that baby is conceived. And in Dr. Price's studies, he found that in all these cultures, they had special fertility foods that they started eating at least six months before conception. So, for example, if they, a couple was going to get married, uh, they started these foods six months before the marriage. So what were these foods? Well, they were different in different parts of the world. In Switzerland, the food was a special kind of butter. It was the butter that came from the cows when they first went to pasture in the spring. And this was given to the young men and young women before marriage and then to the women throughout their pregnancy and their breastfeeding. In the um, Scotland, he found that they ate fish heads, fish heads stuffed with fish livers. Uh, Many of these cultures ate fish eggs as their fertility food, and almost all of them ate liver as a fertility food. Now, uh, these, and eggs, eggs is another one, especially the yolks. So um, this isn't hard for us to do. Um, We recommend that you learn to eat liver one way or another. You can eat liverwurst, which is delicious, or you can make uh, pate, or you can eat liver and onions. Um, but um, you start to prepare for your pregnancy by eating liver, by using butter, by drinking whole raw milk, and we can help you find that milk. It's pretty much available everywhere. And, um, and taking cod liver oil and eating lots of egg yolks. And you do this for six months, and I promise you'll, you'll get pregnant very quickly. <laughs> and then you continue this diet while you're pregnant. Wow. And we had um, Mark McAfee on last week, uh, uh-huh. this is his time being on the show, about raw milk and how, because I've used raw milk when I'm making kefir and uh, fermented, you know, when I'm fermenting some kefir and, uh, and making yogurt, and I've used it, and I love it. And I've done the goat milk and the raw milk, and even when I had a home daycare, uh, many years ago, and I would feed the kids the raw milk, and they loved it. And none of those kids were sick that was in my facility, no cold or nothing, because yeah. we soaked the grain. We did all the things. Oh, good for you. Yeah. And uh-huh. uh, nourishing your children. And some of them, once they got to school, started getting sick because they were eating the school cafeteria lunch and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah. majority of them stayed pretty healthy. Well, you know, the raw milk, and it's, this should be raw whole milk, so, you know, it's no skim milk, but mm-hmm. raw whole milk. Um, there have been studies, and the studies show that children who get raw milk starting as young as possible um, have far less asthma, uh, fewer rashes, and fewer respiratory problems. So there's all your childhood illnesses there. Uh, than children who are on pasteurized milk. Because once you pasteurize the milk, you destroy all the immune factors, you destroy all the enzymes that help you absorb the vitamins and minerals, and you really have a dead product once you've pasteurized the milk. 
But, you know, you have so many parents now where they're afraid to give their children raw milk and because of the commercial and the demonizing of raw milk and what is happening. I think you just have to... You have to be brave, and uh, I would say don't do a thing your doctor tells you, <laughs> just because they don't know. And and um, I, I've I've so sad I've seen pregnant women told not to drink raw milk uh, because mm-hmm. it'll give them listeria. Well, there has never ever been a case of listeria from raw milk because raw milk kills listeria. Uh, there have been cases of listeria from pasteurized cheese. And from luncheon meats, and that's what I tell people not to eat. Uh, but mm-hmm. you know, there's just they they don't know the facts when they're uh, telling the pregnant women to avoid raw milk. That's really sad because raw milk is such a great food for pregnancy. Wow! And you know, I was at a, a black farmers conference in Alcorn at Alcorn University a couple about a year, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I had some kefir. I always take fermented foods and things like that to mm-hmm. tell the farmers, okay, you guys can ferment this food. You can't sell all your produce. You can start fermenting. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just kind of sharing with them some of the things mm-hmm. to do with their produce. And I had some raw kefir there. Uh, I had a flavor with some dates and a little mm-hmm. honey. And one of the farmers said to me, he says, I can't drink milk because I'm lactose intolerant. He said, mm-hmm. but you know what's funny? As a kid, I used to drink milk right from a cow, and it didn't hurt me. And I said, oh, yes. imagine yeah. that. Yeah, why, he's pasteurization he intolerant. You know, I had a, a wonderful African-American friend who grew up in Texas, and he told me that when he was growing up, all there it was a it was Marshall County, and they were more African-American landholders in that county than whites white landowners so they it was all farms little farms and the people mm-hmm. brought their raw milk and their butter and their cream into the market every saturday and that's how they made a living and then the health department told them they couldn't do that anymore and Correct. within 10 years all of those farms were gone because there was no way to make a living yeah. so it's it's not just a crime against the children it's a crime against the farmers when you make people so afraid of raw milk yeah, and, and raw milk is so healthy, and it tastes so great. Uh, yes, it tastes so delicious. Questions. Now, let's ex- let's explain to people when we say raw milk, we're talking about what, what type of milk and what type of farmers do we want this milk to come from. So explain to people about that. And well, also- we don't want this to come from great big industrial farms because that milk would not be safe to drink. But we want this milk to come from small farms, with healthy animals that are eating green grass, that are eating pasture. And it's been milked in clean conditions and uh, chilled right away, which we all have the capability of doing today. You can just put it in ice chest with ice if you want. And and then kept kept nice and cold until it's sold. So we have the technology today to produce safe, clean, raw milk, and get it to everyone in the country, and it can be done by small farmers. And instead, we use our technology to destroy the milk, and uh, what pasteurization has done, has it's caused a consolidation in the dairy industry, so that now you just have the great big farms and not the small ones. Yes. Now, I know Western Price, we, we, we focus on the children, which is a big part of it, because autistic children parents use a lot of whatever's in your recipes and your book 
as a means of healing the gut. So let's talk about healing the gut for our children who are autistic and some of the parents who have kids who are autistic and may be listening, and what changes they may need to make with their diet for their children. Right. You know, one of the things that's been noticed is that the autistic children also have a lot of digestive problems. Um, Some of them are extremely constipated. They have really odd eating habits. And um, Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride in England has a whole protocol on um, helping these autistic children, uh, first of all, by restoring the gut flora and restoring the gut health. And she herself had an autistic child who was completely who completely recovered on her uh her protocol on her method so uh the the idea is first of all you make lots of soup broth lots of chicken broth for the child this will help heal the gut uh you give them a good probiotic and you start off with a really simple foods like uh, soup you know the chicken soup and so forth you you get them off of grains and dairy for a while, but eventually you can introduce the raw dairy and the butter. And cod liver oil is also an extremely important part of this healing protocol for the children. So it's basically our diet, but you kind of step back and just do the most simple parts of the diet first. Okay. Now, what about our vitamins, vitamin D, vitamin A, and vitamin K coming from our food or supplements? You definitely want it to come from your food. And it's it's amazing how they've ruined everything. You have to be careful with cod liver oil because most industrial cod liver oil has the synthetic added to it. And um, we have certain brands that we recommend that are just the natural vitamins still in the cod liver oil. And that's what I love about Weston Price because as a beginner starting this journey on being nutrition and eating right and things like that, and actually my journey started with my youngest daughter. She's now 30 years old, and I think she was in mm-hmm. fourth grade at the time. Mm-hmm. She kept getting warts on her fingers. Oh, poor girl. Mm-hmm. And I tried mm-hmm. over the counter saying, and you know how kids, they don't want warts on their finger, right? Right, And right. I made comment to her because she this is my quiet child she cornered me coming out the kitchen and she thrust her finger in my face she said okay mama I want to cut it off cut them off and I'm like okay so I told my husband didn't know what I was talking about at the time I said you know what we're fighting this the wrong way we need to fight this from the inside not the out I uh-huh. didn't know what I was talking about I just wanted to get her quiet down because she was really upset Got a hold of a tape from a lady named Sue Becker. I don't know who gave me the tape. It was a cassette tape. Mm-hmm. In, in those days, Listen yeah. Yes. I listened to it, and the first thing she said, her daughter had warts. Took mm-hmm. her to a doctor who practiced medicine the old way, and she said to get her off of white flour, white sugar, white rice, and increase her vitamin E. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So I did that, and I found a bakery here in Atlanta that mills and um, bake fresh baked bread from mm-hmm. it. Got that kind of bread within weeks. The warts went away. My husband at the time had a lot of the baby big belly fat that dropped. I had her increase in vitamin uh, E. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, what happened? So I started this journey, and that's when I found you guys about soaking your grains, whole grains. Yes. Yes. Talk a little bit about that because. That blew my mind. I had no clue that 
our food had been contaminated with or been messed with. I had no clue until I got a hold of Jeffrey Smith's book, too, called Seed of Deception. So, yeah. But, you know, it just sent me on a journey, Monica. Oh, my God, I got to tell this. So I got to move on. <laughs> I want to tell I want you to share with us about the grain. Okay, so so many people are sensitive to grains today, and they are gluten intolerant or they're intolerant of all grains. And <clears throat> so the question is why? I mean, your grandmother didn't have any problem with grains, did she? <laughs> so um, it, it's, a, it's a combination of things. First of all, I think we are introducing grains too early to our children. Uh, secondly, it's what they are doing to the grains, all of the uh, roundup and the manipulation of the grains and eventually or ultimately makes them harder to digest. But thirdly, it's the lack of proper preparation. So in the old days, when you were going to have oatmeal, you put that oatmeal into soak the night before, you put it on the um, pilot light, you put it in the back of the oven, you put a splash of vinegar in there so it was a little acidic, and that oatmeal soaked overnight. And then you cooked it the next morning with some salt, and you had oatmeal that was very digestible. Also, the way people made bread, they weren't using yeast, they were using the sourdough cultures, and that's like a fermentation of the bread, and it gets rid of all the parts that are hard to digest, including the gluten. Um, People who are diagnosed with celiac disease can often eat uh, genuine sourdough bread without any problem. And what are we seeing today? We're seeing a lot of products like granola, muesli, really rough grains that haven't been prepared properly. And these are like eating a bunch of screwdrivers or something. I mean, they they are just they're they play havoc with the gut. And you're right. And not only that, uh, we we under that false pretense that we're eating something healthy. So they're giving us this illusion that oh, I'm having yes. first grain, I'm eating. I'm this, having whole grains, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, whole grains. You know, you know, non-GMO, uh, no soy, no this and that, and you think, oh my God, I'm eating healthy. But in reality, we're not eating healthy because with Dr. Weston Price, and I've I've seen his video and I've seen the information you guys put out there about him, how when he visits those different tribes and different people, when the United States was having all these health problems, these people didn't even have it. Right. They had no cavities. They, They were superbly healthy, superbly healthy. By the way, I'm glad you mentioned soy. That is something that we should all avoid. Um, soy is highly estrogenic, and so you don't want to be giving soy to your children. You know, we hear a lot of talk about, um, um, you know, estrogens in the environment. Well, soy is a real source of estrogens. And also soy will cause thyroid problems, which, you know, that leads to weight gain and lethargy and all sorts of problems. And they, when my granddaughter was born, that was one of the formulas we didn't know at the time, and that was about 20 years ago, that the doctor recommends soy formula for my And especially my they were pushing it on the African-American community yeah. because they said, oh, yeah. the African-American is uh, lactose intolerant, so we're going to give them this soy formula. Yeah. It was like a kind of genocide. Yeah. And actually, and then my granddaughter years later started having trouble with her thyroid until we changed her diet. Uh-huh. Uh, and got that corrected, yeah, and because we were learning about, and it's just bombarded. It's just crazy how doctors and people 
putting this information out and we thinking we're doing the right thing because this person is in a white coat, he has an education, yeah. but they're not even trained on nutrition whatsoever. That's right. That's right. That's right. So you really need to be very careful whenever there's any big push for something, you know that's advertising money, you know that that's something they want to make money out of and just be very, very careful. Now, cholesterol, that's a big push. Cholesterol and high blood pressure medication is a very big push in my community. I I was over at Maynard Jackson High School, talked to one of the counselors, trying to set up, a, I was going to do a presentation with them on food and behavior, showing mm-hmm. that the sugar and stuff has a profound effect on our kids' behavior, what's yeah. happening in the school and in our community. It truly has to do with diet, too. It's not just these kids are bad. They probably don't even know why they're acting the way they're acting. Yeah, you know? that's right. And, yeah. I, and I learned that when I was at your conference in California and Natasha Campbell McBride was speaking and she was giving some information about a couple of her clients that she had worked with where the children was diagnosed with autism. It was autistic in the beginning, and then um, they were no longer on the autistic spectrum. And that two of the kids, she said, um, once they got to high school, wanted to eat like the other kids in school, and the parents mm-hmm. let them get off the diet. Then they wanted to experiment with drugs, alcohol. They was having behavior problems, and they called and said, what should we do? She said, put them back on the diet. Yes, And one, right. of, the, one of the parents did, and the other one didn't. And the one that yeah. didn't, they ended up having trouble with the child. And mm-hmm. I'm seeing this food as being one of the biggest culprits because I found a book called Sugar in the Criminal Mindset that was written back in yes. It was called yeah. Yes. And then uh, I got a chance to meet Dr. Barbara Reed Setter, who's written a book called Food and Behavior. Mm-hmm. He was a probation officer in the early uh, 70s and late 80s in Cleveland, Ohio, who was having health issues herself. And when she changed her diet based on that book, Mm-hmm. She said, oh, my God, I became calm. So she convinced a judge and a prosecuting attorney that men and women who was on probation with her changed their diet. And 89% of them did not get back in trouble with the law. Yeah. Well, it's it's hard. I mean, the first thing is to get off of sugar, and number two is to get off all the industrial fats and oils. And that will make a huge difference. But that means that means that they're going to have to cook, that they're going to have to prepare their own food, <laughs> or at least choose very, very carefully. And that is not a skill that a lot of people have anymore. It's not something that people even have the equipment to do anymore, especially if you're getting out of prison. Um, <clears throat> one of the things that has shown up in the studies is that people with low blood sugar, excuse me, excuse me, not low, yes. well, low blood sugar too, but low blood cholesterol are much more likely to be violent. Uh, this is yes. true in dogs and <clears throat> primates and humans. So this idea that we should be lowering cholesterol is, um, uh, it's just, it's it's kind of criminal, really, because we need cholesterol. The higher your cholesterol, the longer you live. People who have high cholesterol tend to be really fun, happy, outgoing people. And if they try to lower their cholesterol, they're miserable. You know, they feel depressed because we make the feel-good chemicals out of cholesterol. 
And, you know, you're right about the low, uh, low blood sugar or the low cholesterol because I had Ms. Roberta on from the Hypoglycemic Foundation. She's yes. been on talking about her journey and with mental illness and even getting electro shots. And it was one doctor that tested her to see that she was hypoglycemic. And she mm-hmm. is on this mission to get this information out. And I truly believe that's what's wrong with a lot of us in our community. We're just sick. We're just sick folks that don't know that our mind needs to be fixed with food, not with medication uh, and drugs. Yeah. The mind needs to be fed. I'm, and the kids today have starving brains. I mean, that just puts it in a nutshell. Yeah, that is that is very powerful. Now, um, your book, how can people get a hold of your book? Okay. Well, there's a lot of them. <laughs> uh, Nourishing Traditions is available in bookstores and online booksellers. Um, I have three new books in the last few years, Nourishing Broth, Nourishing Fats, yes. and Nourishing Diets. Mm-hmm. And, again, you can get those in all the normal outlets for books. Um, I also have a blog, nourishingtraditions.com, and um, your listeners may be interested in reading my blog. That is great. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come Mm -hmm. back. I want to remind our listening audience, you're on the Be Our Network. I'm your host, Marcia Patterson, and we have have the pleasure of having Ms. Sally Fallon Merrill on here tonight with us, and I am so grateful that she's taking time out of her Sunday to just educate us about what the Western Western Price Mm -hmm. Foundation, their mission, and how they're Mm -hmm. accomplishing it. Because you guys are all over the world. I want to talk about where you are uh, globally with the Western Price and then your upcoming conference when we come back, okay? Okay, sounds good. Uh Uh-huh.
Yawa Network. I'm your host, Marcia Patterson. I just want to welcome you guys back, and we have Miss Sally from the Western Price on. Uh, Sally, I want to talk about how you was able to grow this business. I've just been here for 20 years. I think you started back in 1999. Right, years. so 20 years, yes, and we're having our 20th conference coming up. Um, it's going to uh, be just north of Dallas in Allen, Texas, so not too far from you. And it's the 15th to the 17th of um, November. Wow. So when you started this uh, with Mary, what did you guys do? Just bring some women together and start? I know, you know, we ladies, we, we tend to be trailblazers. <laughs> well, no. Oh, there was actually two men on our first boards, um, a doctor and oh, a okay. naturopath. So, yeah, so it, we it, it's true that um, our members tend to be women, and I think it's two to win, one, women to men at the conference, but um, we have plenty of men involved, and we like that. That's great, great. So when you started this, did you start it like what you're doing uh, in each other's home like we're doing now? Because sometimes we have different chapters and we meet at different people's home and educating them about uh, demonstration on how to make the bone broth. What I think is great, too, is having that listing of farmers and resources of where they can get whole natural food so they're making sure they're getting the right thing because we say cod liver oil, like you just explained, you can go right to the store and pick up anything thinking you get a good deal. Because right. you guys, have your research on the food, where it comes from, and the nutritional value it holds for us. Well, the, the first thing we did when we set up the foundation was uh, start a journal, a, a, a magazine, and a website. And we um, put out this idea of having local chapters, and sure enough, people started to sign up to be local chapters. And uh, we eventually ended up with about 500 local chapters, and they're all listed on the website. <coughs> you go to westonaprice.org, and then off on the side uh, nav bar, you'll see um, find food and local chapters. And the... Um, Local chapters, some of them have meetings, like you say, in their houses, and they teach cooking, and they have potlucks, or they have book book clubs, or whatever. Um, some of them just have the food list for you, uh, but they're all often uh, very happy to talk to you and, and get you started. Wow. So, and I've known a lot of times with Debbie Smith, the one in the Marietta the chapter I was a part of when I was living mm-hmm. closer in that area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We I went with her to visit some of the farms that wanted to be on oh, the list. Fun. We went, yeah. We physically went and visited, and I love that idea that I'm going to visit the farms, or where my food's coming from, checking out the stores, yes. knowing the yes. people, and having that relationship with yeah. the farmers. I think that is so great. We need to bring that back because I, you know, the grocery store, you pick up that milk, you don't know where that milk is coming from or what the yeah. cow looks like. Or what's what's been done to it? Yeah, we we like to say that it, it's the goal is to spend half your food dollars buying directly from a farmer. So your eggs, your milk, your meat, uh, that kind of thing, you would buy from your farmer, and your local chapter can help you find a farmer 
uh, to be a, a source of good food for you. And then I say the other half of your food dollar, you can celebrate how small the world has become. I mean, I think it's wonderful that we can go into a store and buy rice and pineapples and and spices and things that come from all over the world. So we don't want to turn our backs on that either. So we want to do two things with our food dollar. We want to enjoy a varied uh, diet and two, to support the local farmer. Wow, that is great. That is great. Now, um, membership. I, I'm going to re- renew my membership. I know mm-hmm. I've just been busy on this end with other things, and I just haven't been a chance to go, but – What's the benefit of being a member with the Western Price? What okay, would, so the, the membership is $40. You get a magazine. Four times a year, you get a really nice magazine. The front part of the magazine is uh, some pretty technical articles uh, about nutrition, you know, new new studies, etc. And then the back end of the uh, magazine is a lot more practical. We always have um, what we call the Wise, wise Kitchen article. Uh, we have cooking articles, we have book reviews, um, always have an article on raw milk, um, what's happening happening legislatively, that kind of thing. So there's something for everybody in the journal. We like to say that it bridges the gap between the scientists and the layman. That is great. That is so great. And that uh, people be able to – not only that, with a lot of those journals that I've read, it's some parents giving their testimony of their child's journey. Yeah, we have the healthy, they, healthy baby gallery. That's that's wonderful. Yes, yeah. I love that area. And then the, the nourishing your children found. Now, do you, are you part of that nourishing your children chapter? Well, too? nourishing our our children is a project of the Weston A. Price Foundation, specifically focused on children. And they have some great videos and teaching. Yeah, teaching tools. Our our website is actually huge. Every article we've ever published is on our website. Uh, That is free to the public, but we also hope that if you're using our website, you will be a member, um, you know, Mm -hmm. to, to help support what we do. Right, that's right. That is wonderful. Well, what do you want to leave with? Because I know I, I I got an hour of your time, but what do you, do you want to leave with our listening audience about Western Price? What you're doing, and and what we can do, and what I can do as a mom and a grandma mm-hmm. to teach the next generation? Because I know I'm I'm out, and the kids want to learn. I've been out yeah, many they- times and met kids and talked with them. And they want to learn, so we want to be able to give people, young women and men, the platform or the um, door to get to um, being able to know what's healthy. And that's why this show is about. Well, I would say be be a member, join up, and you will get some wonderful, really educational flyers. You'll get our last journal. And then I would say come to the conference. It's... um, We've actually reduced our fees this year. We've made it a little bit more streamlined, and you will meet some wonderful people and come away a lot wiser than you were when you went. So, And that's the 15th through the 17th of uh, November. And if you go to WestonAPrice.org or even just WiseTraditions.org, Wise Traditions is the name of our conference, and that's a little easier to remember. Wow, thank you so much. I thank you because I was really surprised. I called and said if I can get you on, and she said yes. Kathleen, I think it's Kathleen, was it Kathleen? Uh, Kimberly, Kimberly, yeah. Kimberly, okay, sorry, yeah. sorry, Kimberly. Tell Kimberly thank you so much. 
I do appreciate you taking out time on your Sunday evening from your family because uh, the information that you guys have out there, uh, I've had Natasha Campbell McBride on, people I've met, oh, my God, this is good information. I want to bring them to the table so people yes. can have options and know information about what to pick and how to make their family more healthy because, you know, yeah. someone said you need to be healthy. What does that look like? What does that do mean? Do because there's so much conflicting advice. And, Correct, correct. And not only that, uh, like you said, many of us have to go back to cooking, teaching our kids how to cook yes, and yes. prepare healthy meals because it's too many drive-bys and drive-throughs in our communities yeah, that's making yeah. people sick. Yeah. So, and well, you when you so come to much. the conference, uh, your conference registration includes four delicious meals, uh, according to our um, principles. And um, so we like to put our money where our mouth is and show people what fun it is to eat this way. Yes, and I've been there, and it's delicious. It is really good. <laughs> and you learn something. You've got all these different people to check out and uh, listen to and, and just sit at their feet and learn because that's what it's about. And you want to be that person. That, when I give out information, I want to make sure it's good information that people can use and, and make it easy for them to have mm-hmm. a healthy life and a healthy body because, I know it has changed so many different people's lives. I've met those people at the conference where being a part of the Western Prize is using this diet. They've seen changes in their children as well as their own health. Yes, they do see important. really good, really important changes in their children. Yeah, and that's All right. Well, we'll hope to see you there, Marsha. Oh, yes, yes, yes. All right, you guys, I want to thank you for listening. We're going to take another break. And, Miss Sally, you have a great weekend, and thank you so much for being on our show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome.
Back on the Diawa Network, I'm your host, Martha Patterson, and my guest today was uh, Sally Fallon Merrill uh, from the Western Price Foundation. I'm hoping you got some great information from her, and to check out their website, I mean, that website is loaded, loaded with a lot of great information. Nourishing Our Children is a great um, resource to check out, too. I've learned a lot through this organization and many organizations like them, and I've been bringing people on so you can have that information because that information is powerful. And, you know, we used to have home economics in the school. We don't have home economics in the school anymore. Uh, we used to have grandmas and grandmas around to help teach the next generation from canning to growing your own food. And we want to be able to bring some of those skills back, and I'm praying that we can have people to say, you know what, I'm willing to do that. Um, if you go on to the Black Homestead, um, the Black Farmers Association, you got a lot of young people who are trying to do this. And I say this because I'm African-American, and I want it for everyone, but my community, we tend to be number one with high blood pressure, number one with diabetes, and being able to know that we used to be number one farmers in this community in, our, in, in the United States and to go back to farming or to growing your own food and knowing how to be healthy. So we bringing, I brought a lot of great people on to talk about farming and how that's done, how to prepare the food, um, raw milk, if you want to become a raw milk farmer, um, 
You can check with the Mark McAfee, realmilk.com, so they can, there's people guiding us and leading us. You don't have to do this by yourself. The wheel has already been invented, so you know what? Just get on board. These people are willing to educate us. That's why they come on the show, to educate us about what they're doing, the power of what they're learning from nutrition, from their health, and the health of their children. And we want our kids to be healthy. We want our families to be healthy. We want our community to be healthy. So I truly believe the reason why we have a lot of problems in our community is due to what we're eating. Because as Natasha Campbell McBride has said, and what we're reading, and many other doctors are now coming on board to say that gut affects the brain. So what's in that gut is going to affect the brain. And um, Ms. Sally, she talked about the healthy fats for the brain and how we can have nutritionally smart, healthy babies and how we can start six months before having those babies. So six months before you deciding, I want to have a baby, clean that gut out. You know, we move into a house, we clean the house out before we start moving the furniture. We just wipe things down, we clean up. So we need to clean the inside of us before we start housing that baby for nine months. And then once that baby's there, feed them the food and nutritional diet that's going to help that baby to strive, be smart, and be healthy. And that recipe book is really, really easy to follow. It's not hard. And being able to do this is really important. And I I love the, the fact that they have resources with other farmers, a list of farmers where you can find the milk, your vegetables, and share a cow with someone. You know, um, a cow that's grass-fed, sharing a cow with a a neighbor, a church member. My sister-in-law and I used to do this in Wisconsin, and um, we used to split a cow. And these were grass-fed cows. And um, and I, I wasn't even on the nutritional Western price back then. And that was way before they started because I think the organization started in the 99, and this was back in the early uh 90s, the early 90s, my sister-in-law and I always used to split a cow, and uh, we had the meat in the freezer, and I loved it. I loved the idea of having that meat and knowing it was nutritional and healthy. You know, I think God was setting me up then because I had no idea. My coworker at the time, he had his own farm, and he uh, had a guy that worked next, lived next door, and they had a beef uh, farm, and they, the coworkers, we used to buy cows from him. And I had never heard of that until I met with him, uh, Craig. Craig, that was his name. I had thought of his name in years. But it's that little dot that goes through our lives and help us to connect to uh, to our purpose, to better health. And I'm hoping and praying that yesterday's kitchen for today, my other business, and for your health, the blog talk radio, and listening to my guests is these little dots that's making the connection for you to make changes in your life, eating healthy and being more nutrition. I want to share the story. I had my, I have a grandbaby, a new grandbaby. Uh, she was born September 6th of last year, and she was only one pound. And a lot of times your family members and your children, especially if they're adults, are not always on board when you start learning some of these things. They understand that mama's trying to share things, good things with them, but they don't always want to get there. Oh, that means I got to cook. That means I got to fix this. But anyway, my grandbaby was having really bad acid reflux. 
and she was um, spitting up, and that she was bringing up so much of the milk that she wasn't retaining any of it to have um, the proper weight gain and growing like she was supposed to. So I got her for 30 days and uh, mixed up the baby formula here, and I also used some of uh, the herbs from Dr. Sabi's uh, I made I made the baby formula for Dr. Sabi for her, and that that didn't sit too well with her stomach. So I did the sea moss, bladder wax, and burdock root, and I added that to a regular formula because I knew my daughter wasn't going to go out and do the raw milk like I would have done here, uh, like I was doing here. So what I did was um, sea moss, bladder wax, and burdock root, and I mixed it equally. So if I had, and I mixed it all together, so if I had two tablespoons of sea moss, two tablespoons of the bladder wax, or two tablespoons of burlap, and I put it all together, and I got the uh, uh, organic baby formula, and uh, because I knew where my daughter's mindset is on doing this. So I had to meet some time, we have to meet them where they are, meet them where they can be financially and physically to do these, this journey, and we put some collagen in there. Um, I did the bone broth a little bit, and that helped. That really helped, too. It's that I'm seeing this food really, and cod liver oil. We did the cod liver oil, and we did some probiotics in there, and she was not spitting up. And I put it in a, put it in a Vitamix. So whatever the measurement for the baby formula was, I put that in there. I put the sea moss stuff in there, and I put the cod liver oil in there, and the probiotics. Boom. Mix that up. She was drinking that and wasn't spitting up. And she was retaining a lot of that. The normal burp of a little bit that was coming up was a normal one. It wasn't a whole lot of her food coming up. And she actually started gaining weight Um I remember calling my daughter, telling her, okay, you bought her a three-month, she has a three-month-old clothing. I'm going to have to give these away because she can't wear these no more because she was filling out really fast and really uh, quick. And that was a good thing and a good sign to see. Um, so I wanted to, to share with you that we can change how our kids are eating and change their behavior with diet. And I've said this over and over and over again. If you can go back and listen to some of my previous blog talk radio that I've talked with with some of my guests, Tony Tony Stephan uh, with True Hope Vitamins, and how his son had all these mental, emotional problems. And I think Sally said, my, our brain is malnourished. And she I, I'm the type of person, I really eat my way to good health. I, I was talking to my aunt earlier from Louisiana, and she was saying that she, she's had so many knee surgeries, and um, she's in so much pain, and I was telling her that she needs to, you know, eat healthy. And, well, she's going back to she's juicing. Uh, my daughter and I went there several years ago trying to get her to juice, and now she's on board 100%. Everyone takes their time and get in there, but thank God they're getting there. So she's now juicing, and I suggested her doing the bone broth. And so she she guaranteed me she's going to do that, and that would help strengthen her bones, put the collagen back into her body, and things like that. And so she's going to see a tremendous difference. I, you know, 
I'm no doctor. All I know is that I've learned that certain food has helped me. I'm I'm a baby boomer. I don't tell you what age. I'm a baby boomer, but I know I'm on no medication. Uh, My bones don't hurt. My knees don't hurt. None of that hurt. And I used to be able to tell you when the rain was going to come and when the temperature was going to drop. And here in Atlanta today, we've been raining off and on for the last couple of days. It's not bothering me. I have to watch the weatherman instead of listening to my body to tell me what's about to happen with the weather. So I'm sharing with you to tell you this because I'm meeting too many young people in their 30s and 40s having knee replacement, hip replacement. And if you go back to eating those healthy fats, the healthy foods, and knowing where your food comes from is very important. My grandfather, he was 93 when he came to visit us in Milwaukee from Louisiana. He came up with some smoked salt pork that he had brought up, and he was slicing it very thin to cook to make some bacon. My mom comes in the kitchen. She said, Daddy, you don't need to be eating that. And he firmly turned around to her and says, look, I know who's taking care of my meat. You don't know who's taking care of yours. So I can eat this. I was a kid, and I'm looking at him, and those words are coming back to me as I'm taking this journey on healthy, nutritional way of eating, preparing a food, and to sharing with the next generation because that is my concern, the next generation. I, you know, I always tell people I want to be that grandma calling in the next generation to teach them what I'm learning about food. We don't know what going to be going down the United States five years, ten years down the road, but I want to be able to pass these skills on to the next generation on how to take care of yourself. And I think one of the major things, you know, we talk about health care, healthcare, people having health insurance. My grandparents had, well, my grandmother had 18 children. Out of the 18, 15 of them lived. And guess what? They didn't take those kids to the doctor all the time and was taking them back and forth to the doctor. No. Every time you turn around, they got to go to the doctor. They had to get a shot. They got to do this. That wasn't happening then. My grandfather went out into the woods, got the herbs or whatever he needed, and brought it in. None of us, and I didn't even know until after he passed away that he had these skills and he had this knowledge in him, and it's gone because no one took the time to learn what he had inside of him. And that's why we have Dr. Lester L. Carter on a lot of times. Dr. Lester L. Carter is in his 80s, about 84, 85 years old. He owns Carter Drugstore in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He's a, a pharmacist and a herbalist. And he brings to us old natural way of taking care of your body. But he also know how to do it with the pharmaceutical way because you may have to take that journey. And then once you are getting better, take the herbs and what those herbs can do for making your your body and your mind much healthier. So that's why we have him here to pull off the people with the knowledge and the skills that we can have to pass down to the next generation. And that's important. And I think it's important to have it in a book form. Not something you download from the computer, because if the Internet's gone, guess what? Your information's gone. 
And I truly believe it's important for us to have those books that we can put our names in and leave it to the next generation, the written material. Because, like I said, the Internet's gone. It's gone. Venezuela and some of the other countries had blackouts. People had no Internet, no nothing. We want to be able to pass this skills down from generation to generation. So I think it's important to have it in a physical book form. That's my thing. I, I know the young people today, they want everything on download or uh, iPad or something like that or Kindle. No, I don't want to read, keep reading from the computer a book. And actually, when I find something I want to read or I think is good information, I have to print it because I'm the reader. If you look at my book, it's highlighted. I got a comment on the side. I don't circle things. I don't bend the page because that's how I read. Because when something jumps out on me, I want to retain it. I want to keep it. So I highlight it and bring it together so I can have it. So it's important for me to share with you what I know so you can be healthy and your family's being healthy. Uh, I'm going to try to do a better job. Um, working to get um, more videos because people ask me to do more videos and I said this before, I'm not really good about being in front of cameras and things like that, but I'm learning because I never thought I can do a blog talk radio show, but I'm doing it because I think it's important for me to share with the next generation people what they can do to make themselves better. So I just want to say this is what we're here for. Then I want to remind our listening audience, this program and show is for advice. All the information presented here is for the purpose of information and education only. It should not be construed as offering for medical advice or diagnosis for treatment or any illness. Injuries or conditions prevented for your health, please talk with your licensed practitioner or your doctor. Okay? We're sharing with you what's out there, what people have done, and how successful they have been with their health and the health of their family. And once you get that information and you have that knowledge, I think it will make our whole community much better and our whole state of mind much better because I truly, truly believe that. All right, you want to be our network? Stay with me and you will.
You're back on the Diawa Network. I'm your host, Marcia Patterson. Uh, tonight I was just talking of kind of following up with the conversation I had with uh, Miss Sally Fallon um, from the Western Price Organization Foundation and making sure that we understand how important food is. Food is our medicine. And we want to be able to show people how that's done and how we can make food our medicine. And as she's indicated, the WesternPriceFoundation.org, www.westernprice.org, no, WesternPriceFoundation.org. You can go to that website. And great information. Uh, I am going to resign, get my membership back because it's been a while since I've been with them. But I'm, I've learned a lot. And I appreciate her coming on. And I've done, I did attend one of their conferences. Very, very powerful, very educational, and I learned a lot. And that's what I'm here for. What for your help is to bring this information to you and your family. So next week I'm going to be talking about fermented foods because that was one of the foods that Sally um, talked about is fermented food, um, the keeper. Um, Mark McAfee and I talked about the kefir and the health benefit it has for our body. I do sell the kefir grain, so if you're interested, um, let me know. At, and you can always reach me at uh, for your health, the number four, your health, w at gmail.com. We're, we're going to be setting up a website for, for your health. Um, this is all new to me um, as far as getting out and getting this information to every people like this on the blog talk. Never did this before. I am truly outside the box, so I want to be able to educate the next generation. I see so many of our kids that are uh, being arrested and having health problems. We've taken time to do a survey on these young people and even elderly people or older people on what their diet like. We're going to see a diet plays a big part in mental illness, uh, all these other illnesses. I was reading on Yahoo News that um, suicide is up more than it was during World War II time. And more more of our men and women who are serving in the armed forces are coming back mentally and emotionally distraught. And I truly believe, you know, once they've been over there in Iraq and being exposed to those chemicals and all that other stuff, um, the food, we don't know what's in American uh, food that they served our guys overseas. I have no clue what's in that packaged food, but I'm pretty sure it's not so healthy. But what I love to see, you know, they close in many of the military bases, and I think what I would love to see as a citizen for these men and women who serve us is that they should not be able to come back from Iraq with the dust on their feet and go home. I think they need a place to deprogram, to detox, to clean out their system, um, their gut, their brain, give them time to emotionally to adjust from being in a war zone and now being at home. Um, that I think that's very, very important. We see the outcome of our men and women who helped during 9-11 being exposed to that bomb and the stuff in the air is killing them. Those people ran in without any masks on. All they thought about was saving other people, and now their lives are being at risk to this day. And that the government um, pretty much kind of abandoned them a little bit. But I 
truly think, you know, we have to clean our body up. And cleaning our body up is including detoxing, cleaning, um, eating the right food that allows our body to thrive and be healthy, and juicing. And, you know, if your body's in a crisis or you can't eat, you know, juicing may be the way to go with all raw fruits and vegetables. And we've had um, vegetarians on um, Patricia Jones, I'm going to have her back on. She's a vegetarian uh, on how to eat right and how to use food. I'm not a vegetarian, as you can see. I, 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 I do the meats, but I want to know where my meat's coming from, and I want to eat the healthy meats. Um, so I think that's the way to go um, for me. We're putting options on the table for you and your family, and you make that decision based on your health your economic situation, and the availability of where you'll be able to get food. So we give you options as to how you can be healthy and how to prepare to do that healthy food. So next week we'll be talking on fermented foods and going through some of the recipes. I will be sharing some of the easy recipes on some of the easy fermented foods to make at home and how you can do it for little pennies on the dollar and the health benefit that health, uh, fermented food holds for your body. And in the month of July, the first week of July, we'll have Shannon back on from Rare Seeds, Baker Seed Seed Company. And uh, if you haven't gotten their catalog, if you haven't started growing, uh, planting your seeds for fruits and vegetables and herbs, I'm going to suggest that you do check them out and get to a free catalog on bakerscreekseedcompany.com and um, bakerscreek.com or rareseeds.com. You can find them out uh, and get their seeds. And these seeds are all heirloom seeds. And we talked about the importance of heirloom seeds, of growing your own vegetables, saving seeds. Um, my daughter and I, um, we bought some red peppers, organic red peppers, orange peppers, and uh, green peppers. And they're all organic. And she said, you know what, Mom, I'm going to save my seeds. Because normally it's me. I'm the one that's pulling up seeds and saving them. So I'm like, oh, okay, fine. So she pulled the seeds out. And she did something a little unique with this. And we taken the, um, we dried the seeds out. Because once you're taking, like, pepper seeds, like green pepper, red peppers, or yellow pepper, you just take the seeds and rinse them off real good and let them dry. And once they're nice and dry, uh-huh. We planted it, and actually what she did was she got an egg carton, one of those, um, um, not the foamy type ones, uh, cardboard type of one, um, egg carton, and we set some dirt in each one and dropped the seeds in each of the egg carton. We set it outside, and first of all, we covered it up so the birds would eat up the seeds, and once we did that, it's springing up and looks really good. So I'm like, oh, my God, okay, we're going to have some orange peppers, red peppers, and green peppers. After we had purchased these peppers, we took the seeds from the peppers. Now we're going to have more peppers. And she said, okay, Mom, we can take the egg carton thing because it's biodegradable, and we can put it in the ground with it when it starts flowering up. So that was a way to save money. And I suggest that when you're buying organic fruits and vegetables and that you dry them out and save the seeds to grow your own food or save the seeds for when you're planning to grow some food. So I think it's important for us to learn how to do that. And um, I'm, I'm surprised and I was happy to see that she did it because normally I'm the one that's doing it. And sometimes you think your your kids or your family's not watching or taking hold of what you're trying to share with them. 
Then all of a sudden, they do it, and you go, oh, oh, you remember you're doing this? Hey, I love it, I love it, I love it. So uh, Shannon will be on, and that's the first week of July, talking about heirloom seeds. And I want to encourage people to save seeds. You know, um, I talked about the Doomsday Vault that's opened up February 2005 in Norway, and they're collecting seeds from all over the world. I don't want no one collecting our seeds. I think you need to collect your own seeds and save them. And uh, if you may not use them, your kids may have to use them. But I think, think it's important for us to be able to know how to grow our own foods, how to prepare those foods, and how to use those foods for medicine. Um, many years ago, I was in Walmart, and I'm watching this man. I was over near the pharmacy picking up some uh, first aid band-aids and other little stuff. And this gentleman, he was elderly. And this was many, many years ago writing out a prescription, I think he got two prescriptions, and he spent 400 and some odd bucks. My eyes bucked like crazy. And now I know that's little to nothing to compare to what some people are paying or have to pay for their medication. Uh, and I think, I want no, 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 I don't want to do that. I don't want to go that route. And so that's why I went on this journey to learn how to make food my medicine and how to prepare those foods. And this is what we're here for. Yesterday's kitchen for today, my business is putting the power of good health back into the hands of the people because it's in turn what we put in our hands that we put inside of us. So education is powerful. You know, the Bible says always teach your children when they're walking along the highway, when you sit along the road with them, when they get up, go down. You're constantly reminding them and teaching them what they need to know to take care of themselves or to be that individual, to be of good character, a good mind and body, but that comes from what we feed them. So um, thank you. I'm going to take another break here because we have some time here, and I just don't want to ramble on for you. So we'll be right back.
you back with the D-Hour Network. My name is Marcia Thaddison, and the uh, show is For Your Health. Um, Sally, we didn't talk much about Dr. Weston Price earlier um, in the interview. Dr. Weston Price was a dentist uh, here in the United States, born in the late 1800s to the 1930-something, but he was a very prominent, wealthy dentist here in the United States where most of his wealthy friends were traveling outside of the United States and going to remote areas of the world and finding people that live seclusive and eating pretty much from their native um, land. And these people didn't have tuberculosis, they didn't have cancer, they didn't have any tooth decay problem. And by him being a dentist, he was really interested in people in other remote countries that did not have tooth decay. Because here in the United States, uh, our main diet was white flour, white sugar, white rice, and um, sh- sugar was a, being a big factor. And that he sees that these people are telling him, look, we're meeting people that don't have cavities. They have perfectly good teeth. And he wanted to see for himself. So him and his wife, traveled throughout the United States. He was a Canadian dentist, and he traveled throughout the United States, uh, I mean, other parts of the world, not the United States. He traveled throughout the world, visiting these people in remote villages and finding out what they were eating, how they ate their food. And, you know, he went to, uh, even in parts of Africa, um, these people were robust, they were healthy, they had no issues with what we were having issues with because, they didn't eat canned food or any of those things. But what he did find, when these people start adapting to our culture of eating, when civilization start moving into their villages and things like that, the next generation of young people that were born to these people that changed their diet start declining. The, the teeth were coming out crooked, a gap. Uh, cavities, um, the facial formity of uh, these individuals change. And that's why Sally talks about feeding your gut before you're pregnant and while you're pregnant because Dr. Weston Price saw as each generation um, got away from their traditional food, their traditional eating, the health declined and it went down and down and down. And they then soon were eating and having the same effect that the American people were eating and having. And you hear that a lot where you see a lot of people talk about coming from their homeland, uh, Africa or Jamaica, and some of the people that's used to eating um, healthy foods, and they have to cook their own food, finding out that, hey, they're declined. They start having arthritis. They start having other health problems. So nutrition and physical degeneration is his book. You can probably you can find it on Amazon. I'm looking at it now. I think um, the price range is from 22 um, 19 to 26.55. But the book is really great. Uh, and you show he shows pictures of how these people look before um, when he got there. He measured them. They were reverse healthy. Um, there's plenty of videos on YouTube about Dr. Weston Price and his journey and what he was able to see how important food has 
for us and our bodies and our new state of mind and even for the next generation. And nourishing our children is so important for us to think about our kids because their health and their well-being plays a big part on the next generation and what's going to be happening for us in the future. So um, just want to bring that out about Dr. Weston Price. And um, and what was great, too, what I've learned about what he was saying is that um, one of the books I've read called Wheat Germ, it said, the whiter the bread, the sooner you dance. We want things so fast and easy and quick. And as Sally mentioned earlier, sourdough bread, it takes time. I've tried, I've, I've tried making sourdough bread and made it, and it's, it's a process. And it's not like, you know, oh, I'm going to make sourdough bread today, and that's going to happen. No. It's a process of, you know, getting the sourdough with the, uh, with the uh, flour in the water and letting that sit and fermenting and then taking out a portion of it so you can prepare to make the bread. So a lot of things about preparing food that's fermented, uh, the bone broth, it's preparation, putting your mind in set and preparing, getting your recipes, getting your items together, getting your equipment together, and knowing, having a menu of what you're going to prepare and a lot of times we're spontaneous. We don't we don't cook. We don't prepare anything. But we can do this. It's very simple and easy. And I tell people I don't do anything hard. This is easy. It's fun. Uh, and I like it. I like. And she said she loved cooking. She was in French cooking with the butter. And I love butter. I love butter. I make ghee. I make the ghee uh, with some butter. I, you know, buy grass-fed butter and um, organic butter. And I'm. I make ghee here at the home, and I love eating it on some crackers and things like that that I've made. So doing that, knowing that the butter and the stuff is great for our heart, it's great for our brain, excuse me, because our brain is 60% fat, so we need to feed the brain healthy fat. Because as I said earlier, I'm meeting and seeing so many people in their early 50s, Alzheimer's, dementia, Young people can't remember anything, brain fog, depression, and this uh, mental illness is real. This mental illness is very, very real. And these people are going to jail, and they don't need to be in jail. They need to be, they need to be in hospitals or they need to get some treatment. Or I think maybe change your diet. Maybe it will have a profound effect on that, on showing that diet has a profound effect on our mental capability. And Roberta talks about that from the Hypoglycemic Foundation and how when she changed her diet, she no longer had to be in a mental institution and have electroshock to her head. So what I'm bringing is information I know other people have done to get their lives back for themselves and for their family. So it's not like I'm just putting some false stuff out here, but it's real. And these issues that people are facing are very, very real. So we want to be able to share with them there's hope. There's hope for you. There's hope for us. But we've got to take time to want that hope. All right? We'll be right back. We'll be our network for your help with Marcia Patterson.
you back on the D-Hour Network. I'm your host, Marsha Patterson. Today is Sunday. Um, we're at the end of the month of June. I can't believe it, June 23rd. Um, just one wish. Um, I need some feedback to let people, um, let me know if the information we're giving you is powerful, is helpful. You're taking time to utilize this information. Um, you can email me. Um, you can also leave a comment on, underneath the, the blog talk radio um, because, and if you want to hear something again or you want information that um, you want me to bring forward to share or to look up for you, be glad to do that. Um, just leave us a message at um, foryourhealthw at gmail.com. And I will be glad to look up any information or have anything that you would like to bring forward. So I hope everybody have a great week. I pray that this information is powerful, that it will help you and your family to get help. Because that's the whole mission, to put the power of good health back into the hands of the people. You guys have a blessed, safe week, and we'll be back next week. Love you all. Have a good one. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh, oh. All right.